You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. Well, tonight on Alaska's News Source, today is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. As people across the nation celebrate the civil rights icon, we'll show you how Alaskans are honoring him. A sled dog safety campaign expands how local groups are pushing for safer trails for all. Plus, the Iowa caucuses, first of its kind test for this year's election season, but we're keeping an eye on tonight. And warnings are in effect tonight for extreme wind and snow from western Alaska to southeast. I'll show you the latest forecast and when relief will come. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Well, good evening. Breaking tonight, the Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation says it is investigating an above-ground pipeline leak in Point Thompson. The leak was discovered yesterday on the North Slope, located approximately 35 miles east of Prudhoe Bay and about one mile southeast of the Badami Pad. The department says the leak is of an unknown volume of liquid natural gas condensate, and air and ground resources were deployed to provide visual confirmation after they received a notification from a leak alarm. Crews reportedly immediately shutting in and depressurizing the pipeline, stopping any remaining condensate from leaving. Well, from feet of snow to 100-mile-per-hour winds, right now, multiple storms, harsh conditions are impacting Alaskans across the state. We'll check in with Chief Meteorologist Melissa Fry, who's standing by after Lex Yelverton details some of those heavy snowstorms happening right now. Lex, Juno, roads becoming impassable and boats even sinking. The heavy snow means three boats have already sank. That's word from Juno Harbor Master Matthew Criswell gives you a sense of why city and borough leaders have urged people not to go outside unless absolutely necessary. That extreme caution warning comes with a pleading for boat owners as the storm's heavy ice, snow, and low visibility continues to weigh down boats and harbor shelters. Boat owners are being asked, if possible, to make sure to clear off snow and check to see if your boat's taking on any water. Right now, Juno city manager Katie Coaster says crews will continue working around the clock to clear roadways. In the meantime, she stressed the importance of not driving if you do not have to. Choose to stay in. We're seeing a lot of vehicles get stuck. Um, if you do have to venture out, um, make sure you have uh, a vehicle with high clearance and four-wheel drive. It's quite a mess down here right now, and we're, uh, we're, we're, it's pretty neat to see everybody coming out and helping each other, even though it's 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 very hard to drive right now on the roads. I've been out and about for about the last six hours, and it seems to be getting worse instead of better. As we continue to watch the story develop, the Juneau School District just announced all JSD schools and programs will be closed tomorrow. For now, city borough offices will remain open. I'm continuing to stay in contact with those sources, and we'll have the latest updates when I see you back here for this full story tonight at 10. Bye. Right, thanks very much, Lex. Well, Chief Meteorologist Melissa Fry joining us now. So, Melissa, how much snow did they actually get in Juneau and how long 
until this ends. Well, so far, we're looking at about 30 inches since Friday night. Not done just yet, but relief is coming soon. I want to show you what it looked like there in the Mendenhall Valley today. Uh, we got this video in from the National Weather Service in Juneau. You can see it was 28.6 inches of snow. That was from 9 p.m. Friday through 3 p.m. this afternoon. So again, heavy snow in this area. It's that heavy, wet, dense snow as well. And we are seeing again reports of widespread heavy snow throughout southeast. These winter storm warnings and advisories in place from Skagway all the way through Ketchikan through this evening as we will continue to see several inches of additional snow. The good news is starting to clear out tomorrow, but look at the radar near Sika. See those oranges and yellows? That indicates that heavy precipitation still moving through the area tonight. And that is not the only storm impacting the state. We have hurricane force wind warnings, blizzard warnings, winter storm warnings in effect throughout the west, winter weather advisories spreading from the Yukon Valley all the way into the interior. We're looking at heavy snow and high winds in this area. I want to show you what it looked like in Shishmara this afternoon as winds to over 60 miles per hour push the sea ice on shore. This 20-foot wall of sea ice that you see there uh, is still growing and it's crossing their sanitation road tonight. We've seen winds over 100 miles per hour, again, in the western side of the state. Here in Anchorage, completely different story. Beautiful day for us, crystal clear, a little bit of that patchy fog, and we are going to continue to see dense fog tonight and tomorrow morning, so that will impact uh, both your evening commute tonight and your morning commute tomorrow. But I will have more details, again, on all of these impacts that we're seeing across the state and your forecast for the rest of the week here in just a few minutes. All right. Thanks very much, Melissa. And one of the easiest ways to get all those weather updates for your area is the Alaska's Weather Source app. So that app features information updated by our own weather team, including Melissa. Search for Alaska's Weather Source in the App Store to get that for yourself. In the political realm, we have some big national updates to get to later in the newscast. But here at home, state lawmakers are headed back to Juneau, and they're looking at a busy legislative session ahead. Bills are wide-ranging, from one that would take a stake of North Slope natural gas for the permanent fund to another establishing a missing and murdered Indigenous Persons Review Commission to one that would fund construction and maintenance work on schools. Another bill could create a task force dedicated to mental health and the use of psychedelic medicine in part to evaluate how it could help address the state's mental health crisis. We told you last week about some of those bills that made this session's pre-file list. Dozens of pieces of legislation were released. And today, Alaska's news source spoke briefly with a couple of the lawmakers who chose to file multiple bills before the start of the new session tomorrow. One of them is Republican Senator Shelley Hughes, who is pushing for a bill that would require school districts to attain, to assign certain trained individuals to carry a concealed handgun on school grounds. We're being um, very thoughtful about that because we want parents and families, we want community members and leaders to feel comfortable with this, that we're putting someone, in, in, this role is being assigned to someone, not on a willy-nilly basis, but on a, a very careful process. Senator Hughes is also leading the charge when it comes to several other pre-filed bills, including Senate Bill 172, which is centered on senior benefits and extending those while lengthening the time before review is needed. It would push the repeal to 2034. And Senate Bill 177, which targets AI, deepfake, cybersecurity, and data transfers, and in part demands that campaigns using any sort of deepfake disclose that use and bars the transfer of data between state agencies without the individual's consent first. 47 of 50 states do have 
a separate vehicular homicide statute. The benefit of it is that it's more intuitive, I think, for a jury to understand um, how the offense happened, the nature of the offense, um, why, why it's a crime. Um, because under current law, we use homicide and assault statutes to, to um, proscribe or to, to criminalize um, what is really vehicular homicide. Democratic Representative Andy Josephson speaking on one of his pre-filed bills, House Bill 261, which would in part establish a vehicular homicide offense in state statutes. And he also has multiple bills that he pre-filed and submitted. Some of the others include HB 239, which would see post-traumatic stress disorder as an allowable claim for workers' compensation for firefighters, police officers, emergency medical technicians, and certain others as well as HB 248, which would require consent for any sort of pelvic examination to include both healthcare providers and students receiving instruction or participating in clinical training. But there are other priorities separate from pre-filed bills. Senator Hughes talked about education funding and attaching dollars, not just to projects, but to improving academic progress. Representative Josephson mentioned reproductive health information and limiting the disclosure of that between states. And Governor Mike Dunleavy also issuing a statement today speaking about some of his priorities for this session. He says that a major focus of this session is affordability. Quote, Alaska can be an expensive place to live, he says, but we can also do something about it. Food and energy security, childcare, housing, access to land, and health care are the key areas we need to work on to make Alaska an even better place to live. But as we work to solve these issues, he says, we must ensure that we are not only focused on the short term, but that our work sets up Alaska to be prosperous over the next 50 years. Well, after the break, details on that sled dog safety campaign and how collars might be the key to making a difference. We'll be right back. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Tonight, new sled dog safety practices are being rolled out after five sled dogs were killed and several more hurt in two different Denali Highway snow machine strikes late last year. Lauren Maxwell caught up with two different groups to learn more about the light-up harnesses and collars they hope will ensure that those types of crashes don't happen again. The dogs that died in November and December belong to some big names in the mushing world, Jim Lanier and Iditarod champion Dallas Seavey. The tragedy sparked a campaign to light up sled dogs and make sure they and their mushers could be seen on the trail. These are some of the dogs that were injured and some of the dogs that died in recent run-ins with snow machines, a heartbreaking situation no one wants repeated. This is everybody coming together saying, bad thing, what can we do to solve it? Mark Robikoff owns the pet supply store, AK Bark. He's partnering with a nonprofit called the August Foundation that finds homes for retired sled dogs. They're purchasing lighted harnesses for mushers and their dogs. We set up a goal of trying to outfit 100 mushing teams across Alaska with full LED gear, and that means four dogs in LED harnesses and a musher in an LED human vest. Robokoff says Polaris, the company whose driver hit one of the teams, chipped in $8,500 for the cause, and others are donating two to provide the lights at no cost to mushers. He showed us how easily the light harnesses slip onto dogs and their human handlers and how well they can be seen in the dark. But theirs is not the only effort aimed at keeping sled dogs safe. It says light them up. Sherry Lovely has teamed up with the Alaska Snow Machine Alliance. 
The effort, called Light Up the Lead Dogs, provides free lighted collars to mushers. If you have the lead dogs lit up out front, then they're going to be seen first thing on the trail. We went with the green color on the collars because it's really bright. Both groups say they want the same thing to make sure everyone who uses Alaska's multi-use trails can be seen and stay safe. The August Foundation and AK Bark say they're about 80% to their goal of outfitting 100 sled dog teams with lights. Light Up the Lead Dog had an initial goal of raising $5,000. They say they're getting close and intend to keep on going. Lauren Maxwell, Alaska's News Source. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's News Source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in-depth reporting available for free 24-7 with the Alaska News Source app.